Hello and welcome to God's Gym, the podcast where we consider how we can reach our full potential as human beings, physically, mentally and spiritually. Jesus said he had come that we may have life in abundance and we ask, what is abundant life and how can we live it? I'm Mark, an army chaplain and with me is Paul, an army scripture reader and today we're going to talk about quietness and calm. Life is busier than ever, and each time we invent a, a time-saving device, we seem to get busier and busier. You know, computers and the internet and mobile phones are supposed to rescue us from busyness, but instead they just seem to increase our stress. How can we rediscover peace and calm? And, and why do things like multitasking give me such a headache? You know, in the Bible, we are encouraged in the midst of great stress to find that place of peace. Be still is the command of Psalm 46, even as the world is falling apart around your ears. And in the midst of great demand, Jesus himself got up very early in the morning when it was still dark, left the house and went to a place where he could be alone. Well, if it's good enough for him, I'm sure it's good enough for all of us. Indeed, Mark, and I can certainly identify with that. Actually, there is a certain spot that I call my go-to place where I can press the pause button of my life and have some downtime. To be truthful, I haven't visited lately, but I know where it is. And I would certainly recommend finding your own place of solitude or that quiet spot, wherever it may be, and actually developing that into a good habit. Sounds good. Sleep is my number one place of solitude. Indeed, actually, sleep is the biggest way that we all relax and recharge. And good sleep habits are really important. You know, one in three of us suffers from poor sleep, apparently, with things like stress, computers, taking work home, and of course, all the way through the pandemic, all kinds of issues causing more and more stress, which is indeed then affecting our sleep. But there is a cost to those sleepless nights, and it's more than just a bad mood or a lack of focus. Apparently, poor sleep can put you in serious risk of medical conditions such as obesity, heart disease, diabetes, even cancers can be traced to issues with our sleeping. And so overall, those things as well, it can shorten your life expectancy. It's very clear that a good night's sleep is essential for a long and healthy life. And, and here's a question for our listeners. Can you say you have had eight hours a night of good sleep? Because apparently that's what we should be aiming for. Indeed, Mark, sleep is a very big problem for people. And actually it can become a vicious circle. Poor sleep leads to worrying and worrying leads to poor sleep. It is indeed a, a vicious circle. And whatever the reason, stress is a major issue for society. You know, Mark, a UK-wide stress survey conducted by YouGov has actually found that 74% of UK adults have felt so stressed at some point over the last year that they felt overwhelmed or unable to cope. Now, that is certainly not a good place to be in. That is not good. We, we are stressed and we are under pressure in so many ways. And I wonder if for some people it's because we're focused on the wrong things. It was very sad to see Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are divorcing. And, and I know... So many people look at the Kardashians and long for that lifestyle. But this news reminds us that 
they are still human. They still suffer and struggle in the same ways that, that the rest of us do. Even Bill and Melinda Gates are splitting up. So being a billionaire doesn't stop you suffering in life. And yet so often we don't we don't see that side of things so much, but we focus instead on the shiny stuff, don't we? The attractive things. And I wonder if, you know, I wonder if the issue is that people are choosing to chase a fantasy life. And of course, it never really works out that way, even for those who seem to obtain it. And I wonder, is is the problem we don't actually reflect on life? We're so busy chasing it or chasing the fantasy, we don't sit back and pause and reflect. Mark, I'm sure that we all have our hopes and dreams that spur us on. And we rest our hopes and dreams on the fulfillment of our own expectations. And what is worse is that consistently facing unfulfilled expectations can actually create conflict in our relationships and additionally, it leads to miserable experiences and most importantly, it kills our confidence in ourselves to manifest the life that we truly desire. It is. It is miserable, isn't it? One of the focuses of this podcast through and through is that we should never drift through life. We, we should always have purpose, whether it's physical, mental or spiritual or actually all three together. You should have a plan, shouldn't you? You should have a purpose about your life. And so with that in mind, Let's talk about mindfulness. Well, recently we have seen a rise in the popularity of techniques such as mindfulness, meditation and other calming and reflective techniques. And this is because life is busier than ever. And there are more and more causes of stress. And one way of managing this is by learning or actually relearning to take time out. It is. But before we go on, let's just have a caveat there. You know, is, is this a solution or is it a sticking plaster? We are stressed and so we, we learn practices such as mindfulness and meditation, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're dealing with the causes of our stress, does it? So, you, you know, you often see organizations and businesses encouraging relaxation techniques such as mindfulness, but are they actually doing enough to tackle the original causes of stress in the first place? Well, I, I'm not sure. That's certainly something to think about. Anyway, Paul, back to the topic. Uh, Mark, did you realize that even way back in ancient times that people made it a practice to find those quiet places to, to pray or to be with their own thoughts? They do. So mindfulness, we know, is a, a modern term. Uh, it, it's a very popular term around at the moment, but but it is an ancient practice in, in lots of ways, isn't it? But it's also not without its critics, uh, especially among Christians. Uh, indeed, and there are folks who are skeptical about mindfulness, and they all often point out that it's based on an unhealthy degree of self-focus, that it promotes a, a one with the cosmos worldview, or it supports emptying the mind, or to be honest, some people's minds are already empty, and it actually encourages escape from uh, reality. And, and these concerns are valid, and there are differences in approach throughout the world. You know, secular or atheistic mindfulness is horizontal. In other words, you pay attention only to yourself. I mean, Buddhist mindfulness is effectively emptying your mind or at least trying to. However, Christian forms of meditation and mindfulness actually leads us to evaluate everything in the light of our vertical relationship with God. So it is really about pausing, being still, and knowing God is present in the situation and focusing on his work. It is, and a great example of that is when Jesus tells us not to worry about the future. In a sense, he's, he's encouraging mindfulness, isn't he? Yeah, I, I believe so. You know, uh, religious people are human beings just like everyone else, 
and are as susceptible to stress and pressure as the next person. You know, to be honest, we live in the same demanding world. But religious belief, belief in someone beyond ourselves, can actually make a difference when we face the future. So it's not just about our health or the relief of stress, but also not about worrying about stuff that hasn't happened yet. Christians believe God always has got a plan. So rather than emptying our minds, mindfulness is is effectively about concentrating on something, isn't it? You know, I think we've mentioned this before, but so often we're sold the myth of multitasking. And there are moments when when we must think of five things at the same time and keep spinning those plates. But this may shock you. Apparently, it is not true that we can concentrate on two things at the same time. Instead, what we do in our brains is we rapidly flick from one thing to another. And that's why you're not allowed to drive and text because you can't do both simultaneously. When you're texting, you're not focusing on the road. So if you're driving along, say, for five minutes and you're you're texting at the same time, what you're doing is your your brain is flicking from one to the other. So you spend maybe two and a half minutes concentrating on the road and two and a half minutes concentrating on the text, which means there's two and a half minutes when you're not concentrating on the road. And that gap is a real problem. And apparently it's the same when you're talking on the phone, even with a hands-free set, because there is something that's drawing your concentration, you know, the voice of another person, the conversation you're having, maybe you're having a, an argument or you're having a business conversation with someone uh, and it's all on hands free. You're, you're looking at the road, but actually your brain is still flicking from the conversation to the road and back again. So multitasking is actually an absolute myth. Mark, you know, despite what my wife might say, multitasking really is a myth we will always end up divided in our focus. You know, mindfulness is about paying attention on one thing, on purpose, shutting out everything else. It is, and and that's the healthy practice that we're trying to encourage people to do, isn't it? So, you know, if you're a bomb disposal technician, you know what mindfulness is. You focus on that bomb and nothing else. You know, do you cut the red wire or the blue wire? That's, That's all you care about. So in a way, we need to start thinking like a bomb disposal technician. Try to concentrate on one thing at a time. Give, give us some tips, Paul. Well, Mark, here's uh, two or three for you. I suppose the first one is, may not be uh, a strange one for you, but it's what about putting down your phone? Mm. Doing one thing at a time. And actually, find those mindful moments in everyday tasks. I mean, here's one. It sounds simple, but it's true. What about breathing? Concentrate on your breathing. It is something we rarely think about, but start thinking about it just for a few moments for a few minutes and just to practice that and when we are stressed the one thing that we are in absolute control of is our breathing it's true isn't it it's interesting how often in our podcasts uh, pursuing a healthy lifestyle involves putting down your phone at some point Uh, paul another thing that i i did a little while ago was decide to stop shaving with an electric shaver but to use a cutthroat razor and when you're, when you're shaving with a razor-sharp blade, you have to concentrate like you've never concentrated before. You have to take time to prepare, and you have to be disciplined, and you have no choice but to lay all your cares and worries aside and just focus on not cutting yourself. Yeah, indeed, Mark. And what I've found recently is that if I go for a walk or attempt to go for a run, I'll actually leave my mobile phone Uh, in the house because to me that gives me a fantastic way of narrowing down my focus when I'm out walking out running and finding some of that precious peace 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we use the term mindfulness, but Christians have long used the term meditation through history. And, and meditation is often described by people as one of the spiritual disciplines. It is about discipline, isn't it? Uh, that, that's, that's right. Um, a discipline is something that is good for you, but it is not easy. And I think that it is a very good way of looking at this, our topic today. Life is so pressured and seeking to change that, let's be honest, it is tough. So we need to be disciplined. It's interesting at a key juncture in history following the death of Moses, God speaks to a young man called Joshua who is called to lead the, the army of Israel. And three times he gives him this clear directive, be strong and courageous. And how is he to be strong and courageous? Through meditation. The, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, says God, but you shall meditate on it day and night. So meditation or mindfulness or whatever term you use can give us courage. It can give us strength. It can help us to fulfill our potential if we focus on the right thing. So for instance, for Joshua, the God who was present with him. And Mark, let's be honest, many of us are stressed and we find that multitasking actually is a myth. And few of us are sleeping well, but taking time out to reflect and focus, it really is a powerful tool. A powerful tool that enables us to reach out to our full potential. Well, there is so much more we could say about this and all the subjects we discuss. If you are listening and want to let us know what you think, then do get in contact either via Twitter or Instagram or our new website, godsgym.co.uk. On the new website, you can read the transcript of this talk. You can mark our spelling. You can leave any comments you like. Uh, but please be gentle. And over time, we will be adding more content. And our aim, as always, is to be helpful and encouraging. Your comments are always welcome. And if there are topics and issues you'd like us to address, then we're open to suggestions. Until next time, thank you for listening. And remember that you are capable of so much. God tells us so. So keep striving to reach your full potential as God has made you. I'm not going to